Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Hope you guys are all having a good day so far, wherever you are, whatever mood you're in, whatever flavor of crisis is present for you today. I hope you are finding strength, love, and serenity in this moment. We may not be able to control what's happening outside of us, but we can control and at least give our attention to this episode, which is here to help you create a little more love in your life. I am super excited to be introducing this week's guest, Mr. Tim Palladino. So Tim is an incredibly good friend of mine and a social entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur at that, who loves combining business with his heart for serving the community. And I wanted Tim on the show more so. Tim and I have had many, many, many rabbit hole conversations around what it means to live an extraordinary life, what it means to connect and be present and find joy and meaning in our day-to-day experiences. And uh, he lives in Austin and we both have had so many conversations. And I wanted to bring him on mostly because I think the last six weeks, if you would, ever since we really started taking this virus as a global community seriously, has created a roller coaster of emotions. Just when we think we found our groove and our new normal, another layer slips away, leaving you dancing with a rush of new feelings, uh, which then creates to a whole spectrum of emotions, some emotions that you haven't felt in years, some that make you feel excited and then panic-ridden and then anxious and then fearful. And in all of this chaos and turmoil, there's this sort of underlying truth that we kind of forgot how to be human beings, right? Like we... We forgot that, you know, I think for so long, we've always found our truth in what we do, right? Like of, we were like, hey, what do you do for a living? It's always about what we do and all the things we do and all of the things outside of us. But there's so much more to our humanity, right? There's so much more to being a human being than what we do and all the things outside of us and all the people we know and everything. And so I love this episode because it was just a great reminder to come back to yourself to allow yourself the gift of being a human being, right? To allow yourself to lean in to this time to pause, reflect, and refresh our perspectives so that we can fall in love with life at a whole new level, so that we can lean into this next normal, whatever this new normal looks like for us with a new lens that can allow us and empower us to create the lives we always wanted to create. So this episode was beautiful and I loved chatting with Tim. I miss him. (laughs) I haven't gotten to see any of my local Austin community um, since for the last, I guess, month and a half. So I miss my friends. And this was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful chance for me to catch up with him, but also go down the rabbit hole of how to grieve, of why and the remembrance that we're all part of nature, Um, the power of expressing your emotions, what is self-esteem, how it's so dangerous to compare yourself to anyone else and how you can navigate those waters if you do find yourself comparison uh, in, in the, the battle of comparison. So this, comfort, this conversation gave me a lot of comfort in a super sort of up and down roller coaster of a time. And I hope it brings you comfort too. If you're interested in anything Tim is up to, he's also the creator of the Entrepreneurial Hierarchy of Needs, which is a tool that allows you to take an objective snapshot of where you are and rank the categories of mental and physical health, personal wealth, relationships, recreation, and business. So we have all of the links available to Tim in the show notes, but I hope you guys are taking this time to recalibrate and refresh your lenses. If you're not already inside of the Stay Grounded Free Facebook community, this week I'm going to be teaching a live challenge that goes over how you can 
use this time to refresh your perspectives on what it means to live a fulfilling life. How to throw out the lenses from your past that have kept you stuck and lean into this experience with a full heart. And we're going to be doing that together as a group. So if you feel called, head to rajana.com forward slash stay grounded and join us for the challenge. I'm so excited and grateful for you and the gift of your attention. And I'm I'm just so grateful that you are leaning into the podcast and the content that we create as a as an anchor throughout these turbulent and trying times. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful uh, to have you in my life. I'm grateful. I, there's one thing I've really taken away from this last several weeks is just how grateful I am for all of the things and people in my life. There were a lot of things I took for granted in my uh, before pre-coronavirus that I don't think I ever will again. And um, it's a beautiful thing, perspective, and what forced isolation can create for you. And anyway, so I'm super excited, and I hope this uh, this intro is a little telling for what we're going to talk about on this week's episode. But without further ado, here is an amazing conversation with my main man, Mr. Tim Palladino. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of Stay Grounded. Let's take a deep breath. Tim, do you mind if you and I just take a deep breath together right now, man? Go ahead and inhale, brother. Just go in. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here, man. Super excited to be here. Yeah, especially the timing of this and how things were so different a month ago and how our own definitions of what it means to be alive have sharpened, have become more clear, have really, I mean, perspective is a gift, isn't it? It really is. It really is. I mean, a month ago, all that we thought mattered is totally different than today. You know, there's been a real shedding of skin, if you will, on who we are and what we are. You know, what we stand for has totally been manipulated in in a good way. I don't mean that in a negative, but it's been manipulated to what's true, which our current truth. You know, not to get all high and mighty right off the bat, but we are so fortunate as a human. I'm talking to you on the internet, on a microphone that's people's car payment, and you're in another place that you're my good friend. I have this opportunity. I'm in a home. I am loved. I am all of this. But yet we still find the time to, to complain about these little things and all these little things that myself included, they've just been stripped away. Not that I don't have the permission to complain because of, of course, you know, we have to vent, we have to let that hot air out sometimes so we can see it, right? We can see the translation yeah. from our thought to our voice. But right now we are noticing holistically what actually is important. And that is, that is us. That is our community. That is ourselves. And we're really putting these things first that always have been first, right? You always talk about remembering who you are. Community, putting our, making sure we are taken care of as ourselves, as a sovereign being, and taking care of our community and our community taking care of us. This is nothing new. It's just new to us. This is the mindset that we should have. And why I like, you know, I know it's, it might be like an overused uh, term, but this is a great awakening. Because yeah. now we see what truth actually is for us when everything's stripped away. It's shedding the fat, man. Yeah, right? exactly. We're trimming, we're trimming the layers of, of, mm-hmm. of, of borrowed truth. Yep. Right. Like I've had this, this idea and this realization for the past few, for the past probably like last seven or eight months, really. And it's become more and more aware now. Now it's sharpened. Just the idea that every single thing we held important, every single thing we created value around, every single mm-hmm. thing that we placed on a pedestal was outside of us as a society. Yep. Doesn't matter if it was what gave, made you feel worthy. It was usually either success or money or something in the bank account or fame or validation or something outside of us. There was always something in the horizon that was going to take us to the promised land. And we spent so much of our time, effort, and attention chasing something outside of us. And in this, for me, the perspective has, it's not going far, it's going deep. Mm -hmm. 
right? It's shedding those layers of Raj that just don't matter. The layers of needs that I thought I had to fulfill, the layers and the stories and Mm -hmm. the expectations and the attachments and all of that, that was so outside of me. Yeah. Now I'm forced to look and connect with and unravel. And in that unraveling, there's a lot of emotion. Yeah, it's a brother. lot. It's it's a messy, it's a messy yeah. process of becoming human. It's a messy process of remembering how to be a human being, right? Like mm-hmm. remembering those truths that wow, like I was thinking about this the other day, like, man, what would I give right now for a hug? <laughs> What would I pay for a hug? Right. Like yeah. what would I pay for a hug? Like yeah. for real human connection right now? Like, yeah. right. Like what has become the most valuable thing in my life? And it's incredible that something of this magnitude that's bringing all sorts of crisis up in everyone, like your crisis is going to mm-hmm. be a different flavor than mine. But we're all experiencing this flavor of crisis and it's bringing us back to that truth. Like you said, that great remembrance that everything we ever wanted was already in our hands. I've heard the term, the great reset, like this, that in like 2008 and stuff like that. I don't think this is the great reset. I think it's the great refresh, right? Reset Mm. is like, like we're just starting from zero. It's like, like no, we're not. We already have, we already have the kernel of code that runs the protocol. Like we know what to do. We just haven't been doing it, right? We've been, we've been distracted by education and busy work and, and uh, stimulation. Then that, that allows us, like, we're, we're, that's why we're so, we're so uh, lucky, right? We're, but we're, we're so distracted that we're so entertained, right? Yeah. There's horse and pony shows everywhere where we, we don't have to take the time. We have the luxury of not taking the time to be real with now. And that, that was cool, right? When there was none of that, that's great. But we took it in high doses, and now, and now we're noticing, oh, okay, cool. There, compassion, community, and connection is the world's most valuable commodity right now. I mean, and all of those stem from a sense of peace, yeah. right? All yeah. of those stem from a place of peace and end up at a place yeah. of peace. Like it's this giant bubble. Like what really makes us happy as human beings? Like when we're laying mm-hmm. and looking back on our lives, like it's not man, it's the people, it's the yep. memories, it's the, it's never the thing or yes. So accomplishment can create stories that you remember. Yeah. Right. But it's the journey. How many times do people talk about it? It's not the destination. It's the journey. Journey. Yep. Right. It's the journey. It's the things you do. It's presence because mm-hmm. inside of presence, there's massive expansion and connection and love. And we're forced to be present now. Right. This is forced presence in some ways where we're forced to be present with our feelings. We're forced to be present with the stark realities that we paid attention to things that weren't worth paying attention to. And that's making like I've realized like like back to that, like I'd give everything for a hug. Mm -hmm. If I could go back to those moments where I was hugging you or hugging my mom or being able to grab a beer with a friend or anything like I would be so much more present. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be looking at my phone and where I needed to go. I wouldn't be thinking yeah. about what I needed to do the next day. I wouldn't be stressing over some of the stressors that were so big mm-hmm. in my life at that time. I would cut the fat and just drill into the moment and give my undivided attention and love and presence to whatever's in front of me. And that perspective can only be found in this level of chaos. Yeah. Like there's something beautiful about that. Like there's so much carnage being left in the wake of this. I'm not even going to begin to start there. And I'm sending a lot of love to anybody who's going through a tough, tough, tough time right now. Yeah. You know, it is, it is hard, but in this experience, there's perspective, I think is the only thing that, we can lean on to bring us strength. And you know, it's, you know, it's really unique. I find to be unique in this scenario is it's not a forced perspective, yeah. right? Because a forced perspective would be like a snap decision. Like we have one week and everybody, it's like the worst news ever. Like say we were going to war or war was on our soil, right? God forbid. That's a forced perspective. 
what we have, which is even better, is time. We've been quarantined for almost six weeks now. So we have we have the ability to go through all the all the all the all the steps of grieving. I had to mm. the first two weeks, I was like, dude, I got this. I made sure I was there for all my <laughs> friends. Like I was like, dude, no worries. Then Mother Nature came across and yeah. slapped him in the face. Right in the throat. Right in the throat. Right in the jugular. <laughs> Dude. And it was like the next two weeks, I was like, oh, I'm getting a little shaky here. Then the, the two weeks just that just passed, I'm like, I don't have this. I do not have this. And I had to practice actually recognizing it and announcing it. You know, I've called a couple of our friends and just been like, hey, I got something to tell you. And they're like, oh, you're you know, pregnant. I'm like, no. I'm like, no, I just don't have this. I'm panicking and I just need to make it real. And I just say it out loud. And it's, it's not panic is one of those funny things because it's, it's never accurate. Oh no. Panic is all future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> panic is panic is like, so panic I've, I've found for myself, panic is a response to a future mm-hmm. that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But is projected from a past I've already experienced. Yep, Exactly. Right. So like it's a past I've already experienced projected into a future combined with uncertainty, which creates the perfect cocktail for a shot of panic mania. And 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 we haven't been taught as human beings to be human in panic. Right. We we used to have happy hours and ability to go to the gym or vices and things that we could go out to our work. Right. Like I remember the first few weeks, like. Man, I felt so called to just work all day. Mm-hmm. Same. Like I was just working, 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 working because that was, I didn't even realize an inadvertent vice that I had. Like when I feel stressed and overwhelmed, let's put my attention on work. But then when work became sticky because I didn't have the weekends and a place to decompress, I realized it was actually just an, a bandaid on a broken arm. I was not dealing with the underlying root cause of just all of this feeling that accumulates inside of so much change, right? Like we, the old normal doesn't exist in this present day. Like it, yeah, it's obsolete. Like you can't, right? Like it's, it's, and, and there's a grieving process that we have to go through. Like we're not grieving the loss of some of us. And thankfully, if there are people that are grieving the loss of life right now, right. And there's, there's a lot of grieving happening, right. Yeah. But most of us are grieving the loss of a way of living. Correct. I agree. Right. Like, and that is the same thing to me. Like you're grieving the loss of something you held dear and that's a process. And we don't know as a culture, how to grieve. Yeah. We don't know as a culture, how to give ourselves the space to cry men in particular. Yeah. My gosh. Right. Like, I mean, generations of men don't know how to cry. Don't know Mm -hmm. how to like, they express express anger anyway. Or like, right, like it's all bottled up into this concoction inside. And that creates a recipe for a lot of, a lot of pain. Yeah. A lot of pain. Um, But that's what I'm realizing is just, yes, there's pain, but there's also like going back to that great remembrance. Mm -hmm. We're remembering our evolutionary advantage. We're remembering that we're humans that have lived 60,000 years and have gone through the worst of times. I mean, this is yeah. one time that's that hasn't been experienced in a long time, but extend the timeline out. Like we've gone through wars, we've gone through yeah. plagues, we've gone through we've gone through a lot. Yeah. And we will go through more. Yeah. But we we I, I think that we are built. I think we are built to be able to get through anything. Mm. Because we're responsive, you know, this is, this is going all the way back to that, that root software that we were built on. You know, it, it has expanded a lot. You know, we've had a lot of upgrades since then, but, you know, life is kind of has upgraded faster than the wetware, you know, for our, our meat machine. It's fascinating to see how people are no longer, and, and this is, this is, these are very strong words and I don't mean it. I'm not trying to poo poo on people, but how giving people are like no one cares about themselves at this point like i've seen a lot of people because like, i i monitor people but that's one of the things i really enjoy doing is just just focusing on the human condition and just seeing yeah what triggers someone what makes them happy like how they are in a dynamic sense like it's just 
I've been like that since I was a little kid. I'm the youngest, I'm the youngest child by 10 years. So I just watch, you know what I mean? I'm kind of like, that's my programming. And I'm noticing that there's, there's not more of what is, there's more of uh, what should be, I guess. So what that, what I mean by that is people are, isn't that the same thing? What do you mean? Like we're returning back to that truth. Oh, going back to the truth. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, exactly yeah. what it, this is actually what it's, what is, yeah. is exactly what it's always been. Yeah. We just didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. Right. Like I am realizing this more and more, man, like there's so much light in this, right? Like crisis brings out the shadow in everyone, but let's not forget. It also brings out the light. It brings everything to the surface. That's where I was going is the people yeah. that the me people are now the we people. Mm, it's, the word, yeah. it's now the, you know, IntelliHealth popped out of nowhere and exploded. And what people, is Intel? Can you describe what IntelliHealth is? I think yeah, it's really So to my understanding, to and, and go to IntelliHealth.org for definitely for, uh, for all yeah. the information, but it is a grassroots community-based help uh, service, com- uh, not, not even a company, organization that uh, allows people to ask their community members for help in a specific area. And then they, for, for no gain, will deliver. If you need baby yep. formula, food, if you are unable to care for yourself, your community will be there as it should be. And we'll make all these links available in the show notes, guys. But like, yeah. there, I've, that's, the, that's one of many yeah. that I'm finding. Like I found findhelp.org, which is pretty much an aggregated source of finding mm-hmm. every single affordable living service community resource for people that are going through tough times. Like I'm seeing so much of the creativity and human spirit shine through crisis, right? Like, and that's it. Like the best and the worst of the human spirit is all coming out and we're redefining. It's like, it's like you can't get through those you can't get to those sunny days without having a few storms. Mm-hmm. And we're learning to embrace those storms and we're learning to experience those storms. We're learning to be human in all of this. And from that emerges this massive collective experience. Well, Raj, you just said something super powerful and I don't even know if you've recognized. So going through that storm, you're harnessing the power of the electricity. You're saving the water for a later date. You're using that storm to empower you to, to go forward to be more educated. That's like, that's what, that's what's so cool about like the dark days, right? Is that you now have these resources that you never thought possible. You couldn't even imagine because you haven't even met that resistance yet. But once you've met that resistance, you now have all these new resources at your fingertips to deploy excellence into the world, into your world, into everything. Yeah. Because you've been re-educated. Re-educated on just how to be you. Yeah. That's the crazy thing, right? Like it's, you're just tapping into, you're tapping into yourself and parts of you that would just never had to have come out. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the thing I'm finding most empowering about all of this is like, there are things, there are projects, there are things in my life that I wanted to do for ages that now for some reason it's like, wow, this has accelerated 15 years of waiting for me to do now, whether it was helping others or turning stay grounded into a daily show. That was something I wanted to do for ages. Mm -hmm. And I never did until this crisis. It created a, a sense of urgency in me to, to do what I wanted to do, to do, to serve and be and create. And that is the human spirit. I think the human spirit has been contained for so long. Mm hmm. Right. We've tried defining it by religion, by society, by the structures at be, by people outside of us, by yeah. norms, societal norms. Like we tried creating what it means to be a human being, but the the human spirit is so much bigger than it. It's it's it is a mirror for life. Right. Yeah. Like we think this crisis outside of us, this chaos outside of us, Mother Nature is chaotic. Think about the human spirit. Yeah. Think about days where you have 70,000 freaking thoughts in your mind. That's the average amount of thoughts that happen on a daily basis. Yeah. Like think about like the, uh, how many days have you gone where you feel anger, sadness, jealousy, happiness, all in a same, in, in, in one in hour, <laughs> in a moment, right? Like that's my point. Like we try to think that the carpets don't match the drapes, but gosh, we are yeah. a part of nature. 
Yeah. And we've tried so long to put a definition, a label, a container on what it means to be a human being. But maybe that's what this is doing. This is unraveling the container and allowing human beings to be free. Yeah. That's why I love the, the, I don't love it. Let me, let me rephrase that one for a second, but that's why I appreciate the duration. This is so long. This isn't a flash in the pan. This is, this is something that is going to, is, is carved deep into who we are going to be and how we raise our children, how we tell stories, how we look at someone in the eyes, the, the amount of time that we hug, the, the, the art that we create every, this is, this is part of the zeitgeist now. This is part yeah. of how this, this affects everything. And it's not the, it's not the pandemic that is affecting everything. It is our actualization of who we are through the pandemic that is going to be part of the zeitgeist. And that's a really important reminder too. Everything happens for a reason and a season. <laughs> Right. It's really important to remember that this is a season. If you're parenting, if you've got kids, right, like stress combined with fear, combined with experiences and stories, imprint beliefs inside of people that last way longer than Mm -hmm. a season is supposed to. So it's important as you're showing up throughout this, just to remember that don't like extend the timeline. This goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, like the timeline's a lot longer than this present moment. Like, right. Like, and a lot of our panic, a lot of our stress comes from us attaching a future outcome happening right now in this moment. Yeah. Right. But really extend the timeline. Like think like, I know it's, and I, that's, that's not an easy thing to do, but just remember that everything we do in this moment, right. The way we show up in this moment, just Mm -hmm. think, think and be cognizant and present to the truth behind what is really happening. Yeah. Right. We're all allowing ourselves to be more human in this. There are no good and bad emotions and there is absolutely no wrong way to pandemic. Right. Like <laughs> there's no wrong way to pandemic. Like there's no, cause there's no right way. Yeah. Right. Like there's just, there's just what is. And it's really important not to attach meaning to something that's happening right now. And allowing that to dictate the way you live your entire life. What you're saying is, is makes me very happy because one of the things that, that I'm seeing a lot is, is you hear the, the, the quote comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. So I don't know who said that. So I'm sorry. I can't attribute that. But um, it's one of the things that I keep on seeing because I fell into the trap. So going back to the, how I started feeling two weeks ago was, you know, at first it was, yo. Things are uncertain. This is how you get through it. All these webinars, all these courses, all these things. And I'm like, hold on a second. You know how to get through this? I was like, <laughs> I, I'm like an expert on getting through things. Like, that's what I do. Like, I, I understand them. I can, you, so you know what to do. So I'm like watching them and it was like baseline stuff. And I was like, ooh, yuck. There's like this false hope kind of thing. And it's like, it wasn't really authentic. And now, now what I'm realizing is that, that there's a lot of com- uh, comparison. And what I just, if you're listening to this right now, just do yourself, do everybody a favor because it ripples out, right? Don't compare your feelings about what you're going through with anybody else's feelings with what they're going through, or even their feelings on what you're going through. Your feelings are yours alone and they are allowed. Yes. Don't feel bad Preach about it. them because bro, I felt bad about it. I was it talking to one of our homies the, the other day and I felt Love like it. I was emotional. I was like sad to say that I didn't have it. And it was obviously my pride, my ego trying to protect me. But I was sad to say that because then I couldn't serve my people. I couldn't be there for the people I love. And I had to remember, you know, I have to go back. I have to make sure that I'm, why am I sad? I have to ask these, these questions. I have to go in for a minute and be like, why am I sad? What's going on? And then I kept on hearing, I'm not like X. I'm not doing this. I should be doing more. And I'm like, whoa. And I had, a, I had a segment that and be like, oh, that's noise. Dude, I just want to say something real quick on that note. For anybody listening, you are not your thoughts, your emotions, or your triggers. Mm. Let's separate ourselves because you just beautifully said that. That's noise, yeah. right? Truth lives underneath all of that. Yeah. And the truth of who you are is who you are. Mm-hmm. 
There is no comparison. You are not a drop in the ocean. You are beautifully unique yeah, and beautifully authentic in your story and your needs and your emotions and your thoughts and your actions and your environment create a perfect concoction of you. Yeah. Right. And I found actually a little guilt whenever I feel joy. Like there have been times where I feel guilty when I'm happy. Because I'm like, oh, man, there's so many people that aren't happy right now. I'm not allowed to be happy. But that's bullshit. Yeah. That's not true. Because, again, my experience, like your body wouldn't be creating experiences and emotions if they weren't meant to be felt. Right? Like your body is a lot smarter, has a lot more data points and processing power than you consciously really even recognize. And when so when your body creates an emotion, the judgment, the shame, that's noise. Yeah. The truth is just the fact that you feel joy. Yes. And that's okay. It's completely okay to feel joy. But if you feel sad, that's okay too. The judgment, the shame around the anger, the jealousy, the mm-hmm. sadness, the anxiety, the fear, that's what creates the suffering, the yeah. comparison, the judgment, the noise that just brings us to our knees. Yeah. And, and, and I think to add to what you're saying, right? Like, to feel anger, right? So I have a lot of shame behind anger. When I get upset and, and, and I have a reaction versus a response, I feel a lot of shame and anger. I feel yeah. I'm, I'm more in control. But the reality is, what is anger? Anger is a spectrum. Every emotion, we, we think that there, I think there's 12 different emotions. We think that there's 12 different emotions. No, there's 12 different emotions with a 100-point spectrum. So now there's 1,200 pieces on this gigantic spectrum that we can feel wow. at any given time. So it's a lot more complicated. So I think we do ourselves a disservice by just saying, I'm angry. There's a chart that I'll send you. I can't remember exactly how it is, but it's how to put how you feel into words, right? It's a, it's a, it's a psychology diagram for when, when psychologists or uh, psychotherapists are working with children. And what they do is because children, you know, have a lack of vocabulary. Well, some adults do too, including myself, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they give these children, these, these charts, they resonate with a word. So that's how they can gauge how that child is feeling. Mm. So we really live on this wild spectrum of emotions and we need to take a moment every time we feel them. If we can like, and that's what's so beautiful about the great, this great reset, uh, um, uh, refresh, refresh and this pause that we're, we have the luxury of ex- uh, experiencing right now. I know I'm going to get yelled at for saying we have a luxury to experience this right now, but, but just take a moment and explore why you feel. And if, that is what you feel. Because if you, it is what you feel, I felt anger and I've been, I, I, I was completely wrong. It was fear. Yeah. You know, recently yeah. I got real angry. I was getting real, real prickly with people. And I was like, and it was like, they can't do this. They can't do. I'm like, hold on. Time out, homie. Why are you pointing at so many people? Why are you telling, why are you saying they, they, they? Let's, let's pause. Because this is, this is not normal. This is not a typical like way that you operate, what's happening. So during exploration, I had to put it into words, right? So one of the exercises that I do is I translate how I think, right? So I take what I Talking think. through that, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I take what I think and then I write it down. That's layer okay. one of translation. I take what I write down and then I say it out loud. And it mm. is guaranteed to be way different when you keep on running that cycle. So you do that three or four times until you've whittled down what it is from this like real gnarly log into exactly what it is that you're envisioning because our thoughts, how we think, how we write and how we speak are totally different mediums. Can I ask you something on that? How do you learn to trust what the answer is? Trial and error. Everything I do is, is, is a combination of plan, do and review. But how do you know when you've hit like a, when you've like, let's say somebody's going through this process, right? So let's say I try this. I actually really like that idea of like, let's say I'm, Something's going on. I'm feeling something. Describe it and then say mm-hmm. it out loud and then allow that to be this like recalibrating loop. Yeah. How do you know when you've gotten to the bottom? Well, so everything is going to be attached to an indicator, right? So here, here, this is actually me saying it out loud to see if it's true, right? This, to be in full disclosure. It's like I've never actually had this conversation. But what I would imagine is every time that I do it, there's some kind of indicator that this is all based on. You know, I don't just do it for fun. This isn't entertainment. Yeah. I'm trying to get to the, to the base of something. So there's got to be something, right? Is that, it like a knowing? Like you just kind of know or? No, it's, it's, something, it's a, something you can prove, right? So like 
All right. So like topics on a podcast, like when you started this podcast, you didn't know what you were doing, right? Like you didn't go to, you didn't get an MBA in podcasting. Like there, no. there's no such thing. Like you just, you did it and you kept on going with incremental measurements until it was like, oh, found groove because this feels right to me. And I'm getting the real-time feedback from the people that I serve. So there's, yeah. a, there's a coalescence between how you feel and how other people feel creating that metric. That's beautiful. So it's not, so maybe the metric we really should be optimizing for is peace or love or compassion. Yeah. And if you don't feel that in this moment, or there are emotions that don't allow you to get there, you can always backtrack and get yourself to a place what's asking you, what's stopping you from just experiencing that? Like, is it fear? Is it, is it sadness? Do you need, like, then you can kind of back. So it's really kind yeah. of like by process of elimination, you're getting to the core root and the core reasons behind what's stopping you from showing up as your true authentic self, right? Because mm-hmm. And maybe this is just a first, I think I saw you post this on social media today, actually. It's like, do you think people are inherently good or not? Yeah. I believe they are. I believe that underneath all of the noise, underneath everything, we came onto this earth as babies, not even knowing our names. Yeah. Not even knowing our names. Yeah, we, we don't have a sound know, associated with us yet. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't have any of our survival instincts. And in that, there was just pure love and joy, right? I've never met a a mad baby. Like when a baby came in, just be wanting to punch someone in the face. I've never met a baby like that unless it's like boss baby or, you know, like that movie, right, like right, baby, right. baby boss, whatever. I've never met a baby like that. But so like, to me, I think inherently at our core, we all want to be loving and we all want to be loved. And at some point we developed egos that allowed us to survive when we didn't feel loved mm-hmm. or when we felt like our love wasn't enough. Right. Which then created layers of protection, which then yeah. can be, construed and then adding more of those layers like we talked about right like at the beginning you add enough layers on top whether it's through school or parenting or breakups or not getting what you want or failure you get pretty calloused and pretty far removed from that initial truth of your human experience that we all came onto this earth just wanting to love and be loved and what's fascinating to me with your exercises when you when you ask yourself oh what am i angry at and you shed a layer of truth. Yeah. And then you say it again, you shed another layer, you sh- or, or mistruth or, yep. or, or, or film or layer, whatever. Like you're just shedding layers. Eventually you get down to the core reason why you don't feel loved yeah. or don't feel loving. And that to me is, I, and I love that you brought the podcast up because very recently I went back and listened to one of my first episodes. And God, was I bad. Uh, <laughs> like, I actually feel bad. Like, I, it was one of my first ones. I'm not going to say which one, but I'm actually going to be bringing them back because I feel like I didn't do them justice. Oh, that's um, so but th- that's the point. I keep that there as a reminder that it takes practice to feel like you're in flow. And in chaos, everything is a disarray. Everything's thrown up into the air. And we're trying to find our flow again. I think finding your flow is is a part of being human. We're naturally in flow. Our flow is, I think, directly linked to our self-esteem. And our self-esteem, by my definition, is our reputation with ourself. So if you think you can do... I, I, always, I always preach, have a healthy disregard for reality, because that'll get you started. But once, <laughs> once you actually have that disregard for reality, or healthy disregard for reality, and you have gotten started, then you have data points. Then you can actually find out what the truth is and then work from there, right? So you have to have your ego to protect you, right? Ego is like your pet. You know, it can, it can protect you from intruders, but it can also protect you from good things or, uh, um, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like it'll actually prevent you from experiencing good things. So you got you to gotta know when to tell your, well, your, your ego is not the enemy. Your ego is not the enemy. Your ego at its very core is your sense of identity. Yeah. And it's there to just protect you. Well, right. That's something that's, that's a point of delineation that we have to, we have to announce is that it is your property. Your ego is your property and it has to be treated as such. It's yours to manipulate. It's yours to call on when you're feeling scared and you need that ego boost to actually get you to do the things that you need to do. That's a really powerful distinction. Cause I, I use my ego a lot. Like I had an ego death. It was like six years ago or something like that. And it was terrible. What is ego death? Can you describe that? 
Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you how I got there, but I can tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, maybe that's for another podcast, but basically I was very, very full of myself because, um, I had to be, cause I didn't know anything because I was very empty. Right. So I had to be full of myself because I was so empty and that ego was the only thing driving me. And I got to this point of where I started learning about awakening and stuff like that and different communities. I was like, Oh, ego is the enemy. You have to get rid of it. So what I did was I, I went through many exercises on shedding myself of putting myself in an, uh, have an authority and everything. I had to be humble and I couldn't have a strong point on something because it would, it would put someone in another position that I didn't want them to be based on how I felt my ego was making them feel. So that, that didn't serve me very well. Yeah. And what happened was it stripped me of who I, I was, right? So, I mean, think about shit. Think about some of the things that people say on podcasts or on social media. There's ego behind it. And it doesn't make it inherently good or bad. It just the ego is what gives them the bravery to say things. Because no matter what we feel is accurate, time will disintegrate what is accurate because that's the way things work, right? Yeah. I'm 36 years old. That's accurate. In a couple of months, that's not going to be accurate. So I have to have the ego and, and, and I don't want to use the word bravery, right? Because bravery is a little bit different, but I need to have the bravado. How about that? The bravado to, to make an exclamation, to say this Stand, is this the line way. in the sand. Stand. This is who you are. Yeah, exactly. This is, and that's what crisis does. Crisis reveals everything so yeah. you can actually shed the layers of ego that are rooted in things that don't serve. I mean, people, dude, some of the most fantastically influential and impactful people had the biggest egos. Yeah. Look at Freddie Mercury, right? Like, I mean, if you guys have seen Bohemian Rhapsody, like, you can feel the man's ego on stage, but you also see the impact. The way he walks. The way he walks. But it was used, and I'm not saying he's perfect by any means, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that any, but that's, I guess, comes back to it. There is no perfect there's no perfect. There's just who you are. Right. Yeah. And as long as you're shining from a place that allows you to be who you are and just know that the underlying source of everything is love, mm-hmm. even behind competitiveness, there's love. Right. Like I was reading, yeah. uh, just reflecting a lot on Kobe Bryant this year, mm-hmm. especially with him passing in the last few months. And one of the things that inspires me about Kobe was just his relentless drive and competitive nature, like he's the black mamba for a reason, right? He may be rude. It may come off as cocky, rude, arrogant, all this stuff to other people. But at the very core of it on the other side is just a love for being the best, right? There's love for the game. There's love for himself, right? If you loved yourself, would you allow yourself to be anything less than what you mm-hmm. were born to be? Like there's that right there. Yeah. So to both sides of the ego, the there's the front facing ego that influences people and impacts people. But if you're showing up authentically with your truth, which now we all have a beautiful opportunity to recalibrate, mm-hmm. right? Think of this as a cosmic chiropractic adjustment, <laughs> like an opportunity to come back to alignment, keep your ego and use your ego and allow your property. That's, I love that, dude. I just love the ownership yeah. of it aspect, right? Yeah. There's an ownership aspect to property, but now's the chance to... Remember who you are. So one of the things that I, I when I work with, with um, coaching and consult, when I co- coach and consult people, one of the things that I tell them right off the bat is if you live an unintentional life, you're robbing the world of who you truly are, mm. how incredible you are rather. And that is just, a, and I just let them sit with that for a second. Before I work with them, like that's like kind of like a, an interview question, if you will. Uh, I'm not giving away too much of the, the recipe here, but if they can't, see how incredible they are, I don't want to work with them. I, I, I can't because I want, I want them to empower themselves because I, I don't do anything. I'm there showing and Most giving coaches don't. experience and stuff like that. They're the ones that, that it's their alchemy. Well, that's the secret, you know, that's the secret that no one likes to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, even coaches that snap their fingers, all they're doing is allowing you to tap into the incredible source of strength and power that's existed within you. Yeah. Right. You are your own savior. You are the light at the end of the tunnel, 
right? Like, like the light at the end of the tunnel is actually a reflection that you feel off of yourself. Yeah. And so when you get to that underlying truth, right, then at the end of the day, like there is no wrong version of you. There's just a version of you that isn't aligned with the true core of your being. And that to me is the game of life. That's what we're all here to uncover. Yeah. We have different vehicles, whether it's parenting or work or business or impact or love, romance, travel, culture, art, whatever vehicle we choose to return back to that that knowing and that truth. But, you know, that's what we're all here doing. And that's what's so beautiful about a... <laughs> Look at this. We went from being like, I can't believe this is happening to at the end of the podcast being like, God, this is a beautiful thing. It's great. Like, like we came to this. I'm glad we're here now. Like it's, there's just a lot of beauty in all of us facing a common enemy that's bringing out different flavors of the same human crisis, the same human condition, the same battle of ego versus love. Yeah. This is bringing it all up in our own ways, through our own vehicles, through our own modalities for creation. But it's bringing up the truth of who we are. And that's a beautiful thing. Have you ever read um, Tribe by Sebastian Unger? Mm -mm. My brother. You have got to read that book. Is it? So the beginning of the book is the most epic beginning of any book that I've ever, ever read listen to it. I'm not going to say I read it. I'm not going to lie. I listened to it, but it just, it brought me to this place of fear and then poise. And it was really amazing. And so the word, I'm sorry, the book tribe is all about how when people go to war together in this trench warfare and we deal with difficult things, we become more bonded because of that activity. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, a Jew, a Rastafarian, it doesn't matter what, doesn't matter what you are. When you go through these, these, these life-changing events together, you are bonded as people, not as your practices. And it's mm. really, really fascinating. And it's, and it's something that I think is really poignant right now. And I think it's, I think it's time for actually a re-listen of that one. Because like, you know, with you and the rest of our homies, like we're in this together. And like, that's, that's the, what's been echoing, right? So that's probably the, have you created a word cloud of all the, the, the quotes that have been tweeted, that have been posted, you're going to say, we're in this together. And that, that is the human tribe. That is how special we actually are because people are saying that and you're reading it and you have no idea who this person is, but you believe it. You know that we're in this together. You know, for the sheer fact that you are a human being, and you care about other human beings and the survival of our species that we are in this together, regardless of how well or if you even know that person. And that, my friend, is a very, very powerful tribe. Man, I, uh, I just feel the spirit. Like I feel it every day. I see it every day. I feel connected. And I, this is the great refresh. This is the great remembrance. This is the great return Mm -hmm. to authenticity. It's the return of the Jedi. This is. (laughs) (laughs) Love that dude. Don't play you like you're not a Jedi. We all are. We're all Jedis, man. We're all Jedis. Just Just, this is, and it's a brilliant return back to, and maybe why that's why movies like those, feel and resonate so much, right? Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, like it's all the return to our sovereignty. It's the return to our, our knowing it's the return to authenticity. It's the return to just the, the collective nature and the, and the collective power of spirit. Think about the point of story. That's why we love movies so much because stories are to recant lessons, right? They were created so we can teach, we can be taught by our elders what has happened, what can happen, what to not eat, what to eat, what animal to be afraid of, how to deal with that afraid animal. These are all, and to remember it, it has to be put in story form, 
right? So if, if I was to leave someone with a, what's your story? What's your story on this pandemic? Based on what you know right now, go back to the very beginning, or at least as far as you can remember when this happened, and figure out like what your story has been, and then start writing the rest of it. You don't have to, you don't have to know it to the end, but like just go a little bit farther from where you are to set yourself on a path to where you want to be. Like our stories are so, so important because it's how we remember things. You know, it, it's, I love stories. I love the art of storytelling. I love the, the language art, the art of language. Like, it's just so cool. Well, it's important right now for everyone listening to find stories that help you feel connected to this, this spirit, right? Like, it's like I've been really leaning into my heroes and my inspiration and, mm-hmm. you know, people that inspire me to, to do well. And, and that's all based in their stories. Yeah. So stories are... Stories are art. That's how we communicate as a species. That's how our societies are run, right? Like, go back to, I'm, I was rereading Sapiens the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes back to how stories are what drive humanity. Like, even money is a story. Exactly. Right? Like, money is a story. Brands are stories. Like, yeah. civilizations are stories. There's no such thing as a government. The government is has many people in it, but it's a story. It's a story Mm -hmm. we've created, a meaning we've attached. And when you start to recognize the incredible power that we have as human beings to create meaning inside of meaningless things, you set yourself free from the need to follow anyone else's story and simply lean into your own. Yeah, stories are are information rhythms, right? It's just like songs, right? And the, the, the... more accurate they are written, the easier they are to, to embody. Yeah. And that's, I, yeah. Uh, that's why I think they're so, so important to us. I love you, man. Uh, <laughs> I am really glad, like, I'm really glad that this conversation is happening right now yeah. in this climate. And I'm really glad it went in this direction. I did not plan on it going in this direction. I don't think either <laughs> of us did, but, uh, <laughs> It it went, it moved, it created, um, dude. But you're doing. I I have like in the spirit of creation and service and giving, like I have to shine a light on you, man. Like you, I know you've been going through your own human mm-hmm. mess, right? Like the messiness of being a human being. But in that, you're also helping a lot of people. So can you talk about the hive? Can you talk about what you're up to and yeah. sort of like how you're supporting people through these times? Yeah, so the, the quick and dirty start of it was uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, sold one of my businesses and what I thought was going to be like the happiest moments of my life ended up being terrifying, lonely, and it gave me, uh, it broke me. It broke me emotionally. And, and from then, I, I you know, went back. I had to write my story as we were just talking about and say like, what, what is making me feel this way? And what I realized was I, I was pushing so hard that I never really gave myself poise. I never, uh, uh, I never gave myself time to reflect on what's going on. And it just got to a point where all this freedom actually broke me because I was lost. I didn't know who I was. So the, the three things that, it, that kind of I offer to the world right now is, is one is called the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs. It's our health, uh, mental and physical health. It's our wealth. It's our uh, recreation. Um, it's our relationships and how it all feeds into our business, right? It's an assessment. Just take a snapshot of exactly who you are, what you're feeling right now, right? Because when, when you ask someone out from the outside in, how are you feeling is much different than when, when you actually ask yourself, right? Because you have all these, these inherent like blockades, right? To protect yourself yeah. from going down a path, right? So I created the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs assessment to actually give you a snapshot. It's a bunch of simple questions. You can run through them really quickly and they're actually formatted in a way where it's spoken. And we're talking about how you think, how you, how you read and how you speak. When you speak it out loud, it hits the same part of the brain that if someone was to ask you because of the way the questions are formatted. So by doing that, it gives you um, a satisfaction assessment on each of those, those categories of life. On top of that, we have the hive. And the hive right now is, is exactly, I wanted to build something. I wanted to build an offering because when I, I wanted to be the person that I wish I had, you know, I wanted to make sure that all the things that I felt I could be guided better at, understand better, 
all those things were available to people. I, I, yeah. I could have done a better job and I could have done it sooner. So this is, this is a, a group that we're creating really incredible content for. I act as a, a business contributor. We're getting health contributors. We're getting hypnosis. We have dietitians. We have a finance, uh, finance guy. Like it's really, it's really fascinating to, to actually be part of something where you can ask a question and be completely authentic with your intention, right? And be vulnerable with it. Like you would not believe how many adults don't have a budget and we're there to help you. Like, it doesn't matter what level of finance, if you're trying to do put calls on a, on a stock, or if you're trying to create your first budget ever, it doesn't matter. We're all in the same race. So there's, there's this, there's this group called the hive that we have right now. It's a Facebook group. We're going to be growing up much larger and it's going to expand past Facebook really quick. And I just brought back, um, uh, pods coaching program. Uh, and this is really important. Uh, I wasn't doing it for a while because I was really focusing on other, other projects that were part of this, but right, I felt that I was called to offer this again. And, yeah. and what pods is, is, it starts with that, the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs assessment. And it's a 12 week sprint on where you are feeling, where your scores are, where your satisfaction is from the eon to where you want it to be, right? So it's test, sprint, test. It goes back to plan, do, review, like we were talking about. And it's one-on-one and it's high touch. You're, you're with me for a long time over 12 weeks and making sure that we're, we're measuring, right? And you're doing what you want to be done, not what you feel should be done. So it's, it's I had a batting coach, when Mr. Marmo. I'll never forget Mr. Marmo. And I was a bigger kid and man, I, would, I would swing hard. I would swing hard. And he's like, and I couldn't hit the ball to save my life. To save my life, I was always like a second too slow. And he's like, dude, just, just raise your elbow. So by raising my elbow... I was already one second ahead of where I was just because I don't have to raise it and then swing. And suddenly everything just worked. So I, I kind of look at myself as Mr. Marmo to people. Because <laughs> he, he, right. he changed how I bat. And all it is is just making sure that, that you're accountable and objective to your actual truth. Yeah, That's my job. That's my job. Beautiful. And making sure it's measured appropriately. And I'm pretty easy to find. But this is something that I'm going to be expanding into. And I'm going to be training new coaches and new consultants because it's not just coaching. It's also business consulting. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really cool. And then it's supported heavily by the hive. You know, as I said, dietitians, finance experts, you name it. We're we have some really cool stuff in, uh, going. And yeah, I, I, love, I love how the times are supporting my action. Not just my actions are supporting the time. Uh, that's as it should be, right? Pure alignment. That yeah, is alignment. Yeah, exactly. When when the world, the world outside of you aligns with the world inside of us, that's what creates true impact. That's what creates true art. That's what creates timeless pieces of work that mm-hmm. um, are remembered and and last well beyond our years. So yeah. I'm excited for you and guys, everybody listening. We'll make all these show notes available, all these links available in the show notes. Tim, my brother, I got one last question for you. Sure. In the midst of everything you're doing, everything yeah. that's happening and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? I accept myself. I have a lot of conversations with myself. And then at the end of the conversation, no matter how I'm feeling about it, I just accept that I am. And I can't be any other way than I am right now because that's what I am right now. And, and just allow it to be surrender to who I am. Mm. Surrender to who you are. Yeah. Sounds freeing. Yeah. And maybe staying grounded is really just about freeing ourselves from ourselves. I would contest that. It's uh, it's interesting, you know, I've asked that question to almost 130 people now. Every single time it just comes back down to that, that truth of whatever helps us connect back with what's always been here. Yeah. Right that great remembrance. And yes, we're dealing with it on a global scale right now, but in every moment we have a chance to return. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, I appreciate you. I'm grateful yeah, that I'm grateful that you, uh, we are able to do this here in this time, in this moment and just create, but everybody, that is a wrap for this Good week's stuff. episode of stay grounded. Uh, I'm your host Raj. This is your new friend, Tim. And from us, Stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Bye, guys. 
Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.